0: The following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com
2: and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about this, Cowboys? Yes! Go
1: Cowboys! This, this is, is Cowboys, Cowboys Storyline
3: with Nick Eatman. What is up? Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman, Thursday, January the 11th, just a few days away from the game we all care about Cowboys and Packers. In the wild card round at A T and T Stadium, you know, I I really hate calling it the wild card round. I'm just gonna say this. It just does it just it just bothers me like when you're like the number two seed and you're the division winner and you're not a wild card and you haven't been one and and then it's the wild card round. I wish they would call it something different. I don't know what. It just seems like it's the first round of the playoffs, but it's just Wild card round, it's like yeah, but they're not a wild card. But anyways, I don't know that why that's always kind of bothered me a little bit. But doesn't matter. This is the one that, that that matters is uh this game coming up, Cowboys and Packers. We'll talk a little bit about it. I know the, the, the calls the last few days have been, you can tell there's that excitement, that anxiousness, if if you will, about the game, but and also about what what this could mean, just how how exciting it is because the Cowboys have a lot of things in front of them, but. It seems like every time there's a call or two about that, there's another one that stops and says, Whoa, 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 hold up. Hold up. You know, don't don't look past this one. And no one's really looking past this one. I think everyone's just so excited for it to get here and see what happens. All right. 888 855 2297 is the number to call. Uh you can text us. Uh 817, you can text us. Uh 817, there it is, 290-3298. I gotta get that one memorized. Let's get to the phone lines. Let's start it off. Tyrone's in Georgia. What's up?
4: Hey Nick, how you doing?
3: Good. How you doing?
2: Hey,
3: I'm great. Um
4: super excited. Uh and I keep hearing this that everything feels different this year and I feel it myself. Uh I'm not near as anxious as I am excited. So uh it's 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 a better feeling going into the playoffs.
3: Yep. Yep. Um, it is a different feeling, you know, it, it is different. Um, every year is different in its own way, you know, but yeah, this one is, this one does feel a little bit different. It won't matter if if they don't play well and they, and they lose, then it won't matter what the feeling is. But uh, as it stands right now, it, it does, it does feel a little bit different.
4: All right. I've got a question and then uh, a comment. Um, the question is more NFL related Overall, it seems like um, I was looking for the playoff schedule the uh, Saturday night with the Chiefs and Dolphins, and I couldn't find it on regular broadcast TV. And I, I looked, and it's uh, streaming only. It's, it, am I correct about yeah, that? Yeah,
3: Peacock. Yeah. Yeah, I believe. I, well, yeah, you got to get Peacock, the, the NBC. Um streaming uh service, I guess, yep, yeah,
4: okay, and I'm just old school it just seems seems strange to me that uh you have to go that route, but anyway, uh, yeah. the, the right. comment i have is um, the fact that up until this year, it seems like if a big name player went out, everybody just. Freaked out, lost confidence. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And there was a whole letdown. But this year feels uh, a lot different. It feels like everybody just pulls together. Next man up, you know yeah. what you've always heard. But it wasn't always so with the Cowboys. What, what's your what's your thought on that? What's
3: changed? Well, um, thank you, thank you for the call, uh, Tyrone. I, I think what's changed. I mean. Listen, if you have if you have tough injuries, it it's going to be hard to overcome. Every team uh has to deal with it and it depends on who you have and who you have behind him. I think you know, and I've said this before. I remember it being at training camp and someone told me one of the scouts said, you know, our best our best cornerback is Deron Bland. I mean, Diggs is great. Gilmore's really really good too. But the best, best one we have is Deron Bland. And as, as surprising as that was, I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's one opinion, but that's interesting. And then as it turns out, they needed to lean on that. And so that that's probably one thing is that you had a guy like Deron Bland, that's, that's ready to to take over. And there wasn't much of a drop-off and then, and then, you know, late in Van Der Esch there was a drop-off there, but they were able to kind of piece it together. Um, so they've, you know, and, and then, you know, knock on wood, they haven't had a lot of other injuries like that on offense, um, you know, offensive line in Arizona, that was a problem. Um, but they were able to, to pick it up against Washington and, 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 and not be the case. So I just think it's a, it's a, it's a case of having, you know, good backups, good coaching and, and everyone kind of buying into the system. Um, and, but, you know, they've had some key injuries, but they've also been rather fortunate too uh, as well. All right, Gary in New Mexico, next caller.
5: Hey Nick, how you doing? Good,
3: Gary. How are you?
5: I'm good. I got some playoff trivia for you today. All night. right. All right. The Cowboys have had six quarterbacks in their history that have won a playoff game on the road.
3: On the road, okay. okay.
5: But of those six, of those six quarterbacks, how many have won more than one playoff game on the road?
3: Hmm. All right. So we've got Dak and and white danny white and berline and aikman and stallback and i'm missing one maybe craig craig morton craig morton okay so then how many how many have won more than one only one uh it's not it wouldn't be aikman and it wouldn't be berline and it would I don't think it's Danny White either. Is it? Is it Craig oh, Morris?
5: It's got to be easy. No, 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 The Only one quarterback in Cowboy history has won more than one road playoff game. This is a slam dunk. Staubach, Staubach. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's got to yeah. be. It's Roger Staubach. Yeah, yeah. And here's the, here's the cool thing about that, because Roger Staubach's poster that I had hanging on my wall when I was seven years old mm-hmm. is still hanging on my office wall today. My daughter got it reframed and refurnished cool. for me. I mean, that was my guy. And he's wearing the royal blue jersey. You yeah. know, the old royal oh, blue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just sweet. Anyway. So Roger Staubach was 5-1 and one on the road in the playoffs. Nice. He only lost one game on the road in the playoffs, and that included two NFC Championship wins. But anyway, yeah, and that just goes to show you how hard it is to do. Yeah. That yeah. it's hard to win on the road in the playoffs, and we don't have to worry.
3: You're right. I was kind of asking, like, why are you asking this question? <laughs> like,
5: No, no, because remember I called last week, let the cake bake.
3: Mm-hmm. Let the cake
5: bake. Well, the cake smells pretty good right about now.
3: Yeah. All right. It, all uh, gotta it does. Do is, and, all you got to
5: do now is decorate it.
3: Decorate it. All right. I like it.
5: Put the frosting on. That's why I think the cowboy. you wrote a good article about why this season feels a little bit different.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
5: And that Washington game felt a little bit different. They had to overcome some adversity mm-hmm. in the first part of that game. They had to overcome losing both of their starting guards. Right. And yet they went out there – did not lay down for dallas they were playing to win that game
3: exactly you know and
5: and, and dallas just went out there and they seized it they took it and that's why it feels different but here's my reason they can do something special this year of all the teams in the playoffs dallas is the only team with a top five offense a top five defense and a top five special teams unit yep so they're balanced uh, Dak Prescott I think is playing as well as any quarterback in the league and I think Mike McCarthy has a lot to do with that. C D Lamb is on a different planet, and this is the question I have for you because I've been concerned about the running game all year. But when I looked at it, when I looked at the stats this week, their running game's not horrible. Mm. I mean their top three rushers all average four yards a carry or better. Pollard squeaked over a thousand yards. Their running game is adequate. So my question to you is, do you think their running game is good enough? If Dak and everybody else are doing their thing, do you think their running game is good enough to carry them through to a Super Bowl?
3: All right. Thanks for the call. Um, No, I don't think their running game is good enough to carry them to the Super Bowl. I don't think though, And I don't know if you do either. But since that's how you worded it, that's how I'm going to answer it. Do I think the running game is adequate enough? Yes, and, and I think the problems are is when it gets to... This team can throw the ball all over the yard. Look at the stats. The stats are ridiculous this year, and especially the way here in the second half of the season, the connection that Dak has with C.D., Ferguson, Cooks, those guys. It's really turning the corner. You get a game where it's tougher to throw. Buffalo was one of them, of course. Miami, kind of, a little bit with, with the rain and, and wet ball there a little bit, but then you have to kind of lean on the running game a little bit more. That's where I think it's a little bit of a problem. But when your running game just has to be complementary to a stellar passing game, then yes, I think it's good enough. So when you think about the chance of playing a home game here, you got to win. If you do, you get another home game. you got to win. If you do, then you get a home game or you go to San Francisco. And I think from a weather standpoint, you should be fine there to do what you do best. So I think the running game is good enough to complement a passing game that shouldn't be compromised in the playoffs. That's what I think. All right. Gabe in Knoxville, Tennessee. Hey, hey Nick. What's up, Gabe? How you doing?
6: I'm good. How are you? First time caller? First time caller. Here go. <laughs> Let's do it. That was great. I'm excited. Let's go, uh, Rocky well-
3: Top. That's right. Go Rocky Top. I don't know about go Rocky Top. I just I <laughs> well, like the song. Actually, I do. I like that song. So what's yeah, up? It's a good song. Uh, well, first I just
6: want to say I uh, appreciate you. I think you really exemplify what it means to be a fan of the Cowboys for us. You know, thank you. Uh, steady um always support you know supporting the team i um, always excited and so I appreciate that i think you know a good a good model for cowboys fans. not reactionary i have my days
3: um, i have my days but but I'd sure be, but but that's what we're, so do y'all i mean, that's, that's what the fan you know do i mean ultimately we're here you know you're not going anywhere it's just that uh yeah, you know you have your moments where you 're kind of up and down a little bit but
7: right
6: so I mean, a we're all is. human
3: right but
6: um and then I just want to say I really think we're gonna uh, we're just gonna beat the Packers bad. I think it's they're gonna be just deflated. They're not gonna have energy by halftime. Um, we're just gonna run them out of AT and T. Uh, and I think Dak is the main reason behind that. He's laser focused right now. He's playing his best football. Mm-hmm. And a big reason why I think is because he's supported by. Uh, Mike McCarthy, um, you can tell just by some of the calls uh, Coach McCarthy is making. You know, uh, like like we, I mean, we obviously disagree with passing it in some of the situations right. that he has, especially late late in the game in Detroit. But like we said, it's because he has full faith in what Dak's doing. That's uh, it. And so, and then um, I just had a question about the offensive line. Okay. Um, obviously, we saw Brock Hoffman, T.J. Bass. Um, playing really well mm-hmm. in Washington. And I mean, it was against the Washington football team, you know, if you want to call them a football team. But sure. um, it's still a professional NFL football team, and they were trying to win the game, and they played really well. So if we get into a scenario where, which it's happened in the past, uh, Tyron Smith isn't able to play uh, for whatever reason, I'm not trying to jinx anything. Right. Um, or if Tyler Smith isn't playing up to, you know, the standard we want in a left guard, what are we looking at in terms of what do you think they might do in terms of Brockoff and T.J. Bass? Uh, let, let's it, say Tyron Smith goes down. Are they moving Tyler Smith out to the left this tackle? Year? Are is this year?
3: Are you talking about this year in the playoffs?
6: Right. This Continuity year in the playoffs. Plans? Right. If something were to happen in the next couple of games.
3: Well, you know, I mean, th- that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, if if you you know you are, you said you're not trying to jinx things, but you. I'm really. <laughs> I'm trying. That's I'm trying right. my best. All right, Gabe. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Uh, Thank first you, sir. time caller. Love it. Going into dipping into Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, good. Good question because there are some options there. I mean, you've got Chumley Doga who's played at left tackle, uh, hasn't necessarily played great there. They picked up Lyle Collins. Uh, he's on the practice squad. We'll see how his development is and how ready he is to play. Um, I think. I think the having Bass and Hoffman play like they have. I. I don't think they want to kick out Tyler Smith this year. They've, they've been trying to go against that. Um, you might have to. In, 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 you know, you get into a game and maybe that is your best option. But I think if something were to happen earlier in the week i think they would practice Edoga or or, or Lyle Collins there uh, at tackle if he had to go that route but it is it's a good problem to have to have the options there knowing that they can count on Bass um, and count on uh, on Hoffman as well so um we'll see hopefully it doesn't get to that Tyler, Tyler Tyron Smith sorry has been playing um pretty well he's been playing really good when he's healthy and and he's been relatively healthy so uh, that that's a good sign to have him playing like he's played all right uh vince in albuquerque new mexico
2: Hey, Nick, what's going on? How are you? Good, good, good. Uh so it was it was great yesterday when you had a good show there the uh about talking about the superstitious. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering on you uh you go for walks and all this stuff here. Yeah. Do you ever have something to eat during the game or a favorite food or
3: No, not, I mean, <laughs> it, you know, you're nervous, huh? It used to be for some reason at at home games, I don't know why, just cuz it was there in the in the 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 fountain machine, I guess, but I, I would drink Mountain Dews all the time on game day, only on game day. I don't really drink Mountain Dew unless I'm writing a book. If I'm writing a book and I have to stay up till three or four in the morning, I'll go Mountain Dew and, and crush it. But um, that's really it, though, and I don't really do that. I, I chomp on ice a little bit, and the people next to me, they're in the games and, and home games. You know, it's always been Derek and Todd Archer from ESPN, and they're always kind of like a. You good on the ice? I I don't realize. I maybe it's a nervous thing, but that's it. I don't. That's really it. I don't yeah, really. I
2: think I, I think that is too. Because when I was younger, I, I would I would scream at the TV.
3: Yeah.
2: But now since I'm older, I just calm I mean, down. I like, hey, you know, me just yelling all out here is not going to do anything. But the players are going to play like they're going to play. Uh, my favorite player is Cornell Green. Back in the day, the Cowboys used to get. Uh, not from draft choices, but uh, they would check out the basketball players,
3: right? You right. Know,
2: different different types of uh, way to get uh, the athletes in. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, do you remember uh, the last player uh, that the Cowboys maybe picked up that was really not a full uh, football player? I, I'm Rico, I Gathers? To think. Rico, what 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 uh, did he play?
3: Well, he was a, he was a um... He played at Baylor. He was a basketball player at Baylor, and uh, he okay. was he led the nation in rebounding, uh, okay. and and wow. and he played tied in play he didn't play a whole lot. But uh, he was, uh, and, and that was what four or five years ago. You know, he played yeah. Summit tied in. Um, I mean, that's you know, that's that, that was more of a Gilbrandt, Brandt, Tex Ram, Tom Landry type thing yeah. back in oh, the '80s. Cool. Yeah, I mean, and because you had twenty seven draft picks to do that with, and exactly. and and. And so, and some of them hit, you know, like Bob Hayes, outstanding. Oh, Cornell Green, cool. you know, I mean, those, they, they drafted Pat Riley, I believe, right, um, um, from yeah. the, the coach. They drafted Carl Lewis, the sprinter, you know. Sometimes yeah. it works out. Sometimes, you know, you're just throwing. That's, that, I think, is when the NFL realized, okay, well, they have too many draft picks. I mean, yeah. if they're doing yeah. that, let's don't, let's don't waste it. I think it's a good number right now. Seven rounds is a good number for the draft. And then and then after that, you know, the guys don't get drafted, then they they can kinda go, you know, in, in free agency where they want to go, where what's a good spot for them. So uh I think it's it's pretty good now. So here we here we
2: go. First time caller, Vince? Nope, nope, no. This I I called uh few okay. times. But uh Well then you get I've the Jimmy call then. On.
3: Excuse me? Then you get the Jimmy call.
2: How about him, Cowboys? There we go. There you go. I love that.
3: All right.
2: Um so um, this is my prediction, okay. and I'm not superstitious, so uh, I think the Cowboys – oh, no. I know the Cowboys oh. are going to win this weekend. Oh. oh. Yes, yeah. I know. So uh, What do they say on the say other shows? There, don't, don't freak out, guys. Just just buckle up your, your pants here, and, le- and let's just do this. Uh, I think the Cowboys are going uh, – no, I, like I said, I know you they're going to win. And uh, they're going to win big. I think. I'm pretty sure. All right. And uh, and I just I just think that way. I used to be a little superstitious here and there, but uh, I threw that out the window with the bathwater, but not with the baby. But uh, I think I think that uh, I know they're going to win this
9: weekend.
2: All right. So all, all you cowboy fans out there, don't don't go ahead on me, but uh, we're going to do it. And come uh, Sunday night, Monday morning, the grass is going to be greener, flowers are going to be there.
3: It might and be white.
2: It's going to taste really
3: good. It might be white on Monday morning. Honestly, yeah, uh, over
2: here in in, in uh, Albuquerque, probably not. Uh, it's going to be cold. Yeah. cold,
3: cold. all right. So, Thanks, Vince, for for not, the call. Not a problem. Thank, Thank you. you. I love how he corrected himself like four times. I, I really think. I mean, I mean, I know. I mean, I think I know. So he's he's like got a he's got to you know correct himself a little bit. I he knows the Cowboys are going to win. I don't think you're wrong with that assessment. I really don't. I think that. Cowboy fans feel the same way. And, uh, yeah, the game is not played on paper. It's not. We we know this. We know they have to execute. But they've executed all year long. They've played really, really good at home. And, uh, you know, that's why you play 17 games. It's not a small sample size. It's a a long, long season where you really – the best teams are there and, and they're, you know, slotted accordingly. It's so much better than, obviously, college football where it's like, you know, you have to have style points. You have to people have to say, "Well, I think they're better than them." It doesn't matter. Power rankings and all that crap. We do it, we see it. Power rankings, they don't matter. They don't matter. You're just slotted in. You play who you're supposed to play. All right, let's go to Rich in New Jersey.
1: Hey, Nick, first time calling. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been watching the Cowboys since I was 10 years old. It goes back to 1969 and the one thing about watching all those teams, all those years, is the coach. And, you know, when Landry stepped on the field, I felt confident. When uh, Parcells stepped on the field, I felt confident. When Jimmy stepped on the field, I felt confident. Yeah. I don't know how confident I feel. Uh, I like the coach. He, he's proven himself 12-5, and five, three years in a row. Mm-hmm. But that's where I guess I get a little nervous. But I will say this, this team – has been very consistent all year long and they learn to get through some adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Niners lost three in a row, Eagles lost more. Cowboys didn't do that this year. If right. they find a way and they keep plugging away, this will be the year.
3: I I'm with you. I mean I, I think so. I mean I, I that's that's those are the examples when you say why does it feel different? You're right. It's those things like that. Yeah they hit a rough patch there in Miami Buffalo. You know, but it was, you know, it was one of those things where I mean, we we expected that we we expected it was going to be tough. They had a chance to win one of those games for sure. So, uh, but here, yeah. So you're
1: you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose a game. You know, here or there, nobody's gonna be perfect. So
3: well, uh, let's let's see if they they
1: seem to climb back.
3: Let's see if they've lost their last one. I mean, that's what everyone's hoping for. So right. All right, Rich, first time caller. Can we get it? There we go. There we go. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you. All right. Let's go with a text line question. This is Mike from Denver, Colorado. He goes, I realize you have not been part of a conference championship or a Super Bowl. When it happens, will you cry? How do you think you will react overall? Lastly, the Packers are good. Do you think they might be a little overrated? Well, let me start with that part. There is no overrated. Like, that's kind of what I just said. There's no underrated, there's no overrated. That is what's the best part about pro football is. There's no ratings. There's no – it's your nine – they're nine and eight. They're the seventh seed. That's the way the formula goes. That's where they are. It doesn't matter about anyone's opinion about them because they're in the playoffs and they get – and they, they've earned the right to do that. Um, so, no, I don't think they're overrated, underrated. I don't think anyone in the league is. I mean, that's not the way it is. Now, individual players – MVP, Pro Bowl, stuff like that, yeah, you can throw that out there if you want. But not from a team standpoint. You are what you are, and, I mean, that's that's what it is. Um, they won three straight games to get here. They, you know, the way they – you know, they barely beat the Panthers. Barely, you know, they struggled with the Bears a little bit. But that's – you know, division game, you kind of expect that. Last game of the season like that. And and then they and they beat Minnesota. Went, went on the road and beat Minnesota. So I, I think that they're playing – Good football. They've also beaten Kansas City on the road. So I think, I don't think they're going to come in here and be, you know, in awe of anything. Uh, so it's going to be a tough matchup. They, they're going to be, they're going to bring everything they have. Is it good enough to beat the Cowboys? We'll see. But uh, no, I don't, I don't think they're underrated, overrated, any of that stuff. Uh, if they, if the Cowboys get there, will I cry? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I know one thing that I'll do is, and, and usually he's right next to me, anyways. But then at the end of the game, who knows how it all shakes out? But I'll find Derek. I'll find Derek, and and we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about it. It, it, it or or something. I don't know. Um, it um, you know he's been here with me for you know this is our 25th season of being the playoff games and all that stuff, and and I know there's been some people that are like, I just hope they they get to go you know go to the ship. And uh, we haven't seen it. We haven't been able to do it. So uh, I don't know what the reaction will be, but I know it'll be a cool moment, and it'll be one that I'll I'll make sure and, and find Derek, and we'll uh, have a moment, whatever that whatever that is. I don't know. Uh, all right, let's go to Justin in California.
10: Hey, Nick. Good
3: talking to you again. Bro. All right. Uh,
10: so. You know, this whole Dan Quinn thing, you know, that just popped up, you know, like Pete Carroll's, uh, yeah. Pete Carroll left the Seahawks and, you know, now they're saying, oh, Dan Quinn, this is a perfect match for him. And, and then you have Cowboys fans saying, hey, we better do everything we can to, to, to make him head coach. You know, some, some of the fans on Facebook and Reddit. And I'm just not understanding why we're so quick to kick McCarthy out and put Quinn in when we have seen Quinn as a head coach. And so, yeah, he made it to a Super Bowl. He blew it. And that was with Kyle Shanahan, and they didn't win the game. Yeah. And for consecutive seasons after that, as the head coach, Kyle Shanahan leaves, Dan Quinn was still head coach, and he progressively got worse. Maybe he's just not a good head coach, and maybe he's just a very brilliant defensive coordinator, and maybe we should just keep him, do everything we can to keep him around. I don't understand the whole fascination with trying – to make him a head coach. And we have a perfectly good head coach right now. He's proven it. Whether whether he doesn't win in the playoffs or not, it's not always completely his fault. Like, you can't just place the blame on, on yeah. this man. And I think if he makes it to at least the NFC Championship, there's no way in hell that he's going to get fired. Yeah. It would be a, the stupidest decision ever. Um, so that was my main point. And Great. then, you know, just the prediction that I have, I, I feel... I don't feel it's going to be a blowout by the Cowboys. I think it's it's going to be a tight game. And I I think as long as we can keep Aaron Jones and I think A.J. Dillon under wraps, because we all know that's still a problem for us, if we keep that under wraps, I think we pull away with this win, and I think it's going to come down to um, Micah Parsons or uh, D-Law making a big play at the end, just like they kind of did at the Chargers game. And I'll hang up and listen to your
3: feedback. Thanks, Justin. Um, Well, I mean, I'll... I'll address the the first part. You said, I mean, yes, Dan Quinn has got some you know opportunities. I mean, he's, he's got a lot of people, uh, a lot of teams, I think, that are interested in him. Um, and, and then Seattle, obviously that one seems to make sense, uh, especially with Pete Carroll still being there. You know, like he, he was under Pete Carroll there, you know, when they won the Super Bowl and went back to the next year. And, and then I think you know Pete Carroll will still be an advisor and all that. So uh, that's a that seems like a good situation for for Dan Quinn. You know, I mean, he obviously has had some opportunities, and it hasn't. I'm not gonna say worked out. I just you know, the Cowboys kept him one way or another, paid him a lot more, and it just wasn't what he wanted to to do at that time. Pursue those those opportunities. Seattle could be different, and so. We'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out, and also when that happens, if it's during the season still, and the Cowboys are still going, you know, it's there's different ways to handle it. Um, He's made it pretty clear though that he did some of this prep work, interview stuff, all of these things. He does that in the off season as far as getting him his interview process in place and all that so it's not something he's having to do right now he's already kind of done that so when he does and go when he does an interview and if it's even during the season it shouldn't take a lot of his time and, and focus and preparation away if there's one guy that I think could handle this it would be Dan Quinn very professional like and so I, you know it's not so much him it's maybe some of the people that he might take with him and and how how all that's handled so uh but you know, it it is it is what it is now. As for McCarthy, I mean, that's that seems ridiculous to me. I mean, it, it the guys won twelve games three years in a row. No, no coach has ever done that in Cowboys history, and uh, that's kind of what I say. If you want to, if you want to make a change, if somebody wants to make a change, it better start there. Better start with someone that's that's done that. You know, give me somebody that has that kind of uh, success. You know, and he's won a Super Bowl and all that. So, I I, I think that's kind of ridiculous. I, I, he's he's I don't know if you really want to start over there when you're building something really, really strong here. All right, Josh in Utah. Yes, sir. Hey, Josh. First-time caller. All right. Um, Go, Josh.
9: Um, (laughs) Quick question. So when they're like on the Lions game, right, Mm -hmm. and it's big offense, got the ball, our defense is struggling, at what point do you just kind of say let them score? Because they still have two minutes left, and they pretty much drove the whole clock out. Why not just let them score, get the, our offense the ball back, and then uh, let us drive? Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, I mean. It,
9: let us finish with the ball in our hands.
3: Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I yeah, I, I understand what you're, what you're saying there, but, you know, they, at that point they've scored 13 points, and you've already but, had a goal line stand on them. So why do they have to score a touchdown? I mean, you don't have to have; they don't have to score a touchdown. I mean, you can stop them in four downs and, and and win the game. You know, you you know they have to score a touchdown. So I don't know about letting them score when you're up by seven. They've only scored one touchdown today. I mean, I think the focus is get Micah Parson after their ass and try to try to stop them. You know, it didn't it didn't right. happen, but you know, force it on them. You know, what think about it? Think about letting them score, and then they go for two on you. Because he clearly was going to go for two, and then right. and then they got the lead, and then you go down and you don't get the, in field goal range and you lose because you let them score and you lost the game. I mean, like I don't know about that. There are times where you do let them score, you know, like maybe when the game is tied, and then and then you're like, all right, we know they're going to kick field goal, score a touchdown, so might as well just do that. But not, I don't think when you're up by seven. I think I think a defensive mentality is, is we're going to stop them, you know,
9: right. So. But like, uh, there's been a few games this year where there's three or four minutes left, and yeah. we weren't stopping them. No, I, I, so I was just curious. I, um, do they ever actually just let them score just so times, they can get the ball back?
3: There's times for it, you know. But teams are smart too. Like like in Miami, they you know they weren't going to let them score. I mean, like right. like um, I mean Miami wasn't going to to score a touchdown. You know, you could you could have let them. The game was tied. No, no, Cowboys were up by one, and they were just trying to get to a field goal. You could have theoretically let them score but i don't think they were going to do that they, they weren't going to score a touchdown so sometimes teams teams know that and they're like all right we're, we're going to just you know we don't have you can't just pick me up and throw me into the end zone for a touchdown i mean like so it kind of goes both ways sweet all right
9: i hope that answers my question thank you sir. all right
3: josh thank you oh, the for love the, your book man your book's awesome appreciate that thank you so much all right josh in utah all right let's keep it going we got another josh Josh in Groesbeck, Texas.
11: Yes, sir. How you doing today, all bud?
3: All right. What's going on? What are you doing?
11: Oh, hell, man! I'm throwing this gravel. Just, <laughs> just, just on the gravel around. Yeah, that's what I do, man. You know, I've been I've been talking with some friends and all that good stuff, and it, it's it's amazing how people just just uh, bypass the Cowboys on their success this year and in seasons past. You know. Yeah. It, you think that's because of, of they come up short uh, in the playoffs in the last 20 years?
0: Yeah.
3: Yes. I mean, this team gets judged by the the, the successes and failures of other teams. It's e- yeah. it's an easy it's an easy number to put that on there. You know, nobody does that with the Lions. I'm looking at like the TV that screen has the Lions. I mean, who've never won this Super Bowl? But I mean, no one does it with all these other teams. But with the Cowboys. And it's funny because that's the standard they have. They obviously right. have that standard for the Cowboys. So it's just an easy, it's an easy target to, you know, target on Jerry Jones to say, oh, they haven't won in 28 years. You know, haven't won the Super Bowl 20, because that's the expectations that everybody has for the Cowboys. Right. So, yes.
11: Well, I, I know better talk about Dan Quinn. Might be going over here, over mm-hmm. there, you know, and, uh, I don't want Mike McCarthy to go nowhere, regardless of this season. I, I think the man has got on with something. I I see him making a Super Bowl in the next year or two, if not this year. Right. And yeah. and for as far as my prediction on tomorrow, I mean not tomorrow but Sunday, I see it thirty five ten Cowboys. Okay. Hit I see we're going there and put a spanking down, man.
3: Where do you where do you watch the game? You watch it with your with your buddies? Oh uh, no! I watch it. I watch it
11: uh, at the house. Cause I get loud, man. I talk more crap in the Japanese radio. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, I bet you. I bet you it's fun. I bet it's fun to watch you watch the game. So.
11: Uh, oh yeah! I get into it, man. Uh, my my boy. I remember one time when he was my oldest boy I was four years old. And, uh, yeah, I said a certain word whenever they was messing up and he went around repeating it. Oh, of course.
3: Yeah. They don't, you, you, you could say mayonnaise and, and they would never repeat that. But if you say something else, oh yeah, they know they have that radar. They, they just know, I don't know what it is. Those kids know yeah. when a bad word comes in. Oh
11: yeah. They're like a little sponge. They just suck it right up, man. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're,
3: they're excited right along with you this weekend.
11: Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate it. I enjoy your call. Uh, enjoy your show and all that stuff. And okay. It didn't take me, me much to get in this time. Two calls and I was in.
3: Uh oh. Uh oh. That's not good. It's not a good sign. Maybe we're, we're losing callers. I don't know. Uh, all right. No,
11: I'll just said a prayer before I hit the button, man.
3: There you go. There you go. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. Right, thank you, bud. I appreciate it. Thank you. I don't know if this is prayer worthy of getting into the storyline, but I definitely appreciate it. All right, uh, Luis is on text message. Luis, he's from Sunland Park, New Mexico. Love the show. This text is from the superstitious deal. I'm very superstitious when it comes to Cowboys games every week. I do believe Jimmy Johnson curse has been lifted after all these years. It'll be proven when the Niners lose and Cowboys hosting the championship game. I normally wouldn't put this out there, but I strongly believe the curse has been lifted. All right, Luis. Uh... Maybe. I mean, I I think it's one of those things where let's let it let's let it play out. Uh, If if all that happens and and I mean, because you have let's be honest now, since that's happened, there's been some favorable things that have that have helped the Cowboys. We know that we see it. And yeah, if somebody like the Rams knocks off the the Lions and uh, you you play the Bucks or the Eagles and then the Rams beat the Niners and you host the Rams and beat them, you got you got to beat them and you go to the super bowl then yeah maybe the curse has been lifted or you just go to San Francisco and you win i mean maybe but again not trying to get ahead of ourselves but i'm not believing in the curse has been lifted until i see a bunch of things that are different than than i haven't seen before so uh, i have i've seen home playoff games i've seen them have high seeds like this um haven't seen the championship game though and i haven't you know I definitely haven't seen the super bowl from the cowboys perspective i've seen one at AT&T stadium with the Packers, um, but I uh, haven't seen, obviously, anything better than the division around. All right, Anthony in Miami. What's up, Nick the Quick? What's, What's up, up, Anthony? How are you
12: doing? Man, you know how it is. I'm doing uh-huh. well. I called the show the other day, right? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm just in a different tone right now. Right. I called the show the other day, but you left, man. I uh-huh. called hanging, right, because oh. I hadn't called him in a couple of weeks. But you, I was two calls after you left. So I asked Shannon them where you was, and they said you went on the left. And yeah. they'll tell you about my call. It was about happy. The thing was happy. I said I'm happy about everything and everybody. Mm-hmm. Happy, 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 happy. That's just how I sounded. It. The reason I'm happy is because let's do another movie thing. You know how we did the um, radio? I did. I shared the radio scene with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna share one from one of my favorite movies, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. And Patrick Swayze says. Um, he said, uh, I want you to be nice until it's time not to be nice. And I asked, when, when is that? And he said, I'll tell you. So I'm telling the Cowboys, it's time to not be nice. No handshakes. No wow. jersey swaps. All right. It's time not to be nice. You understand what I'm saying? It's yeah. time not to be nice. And this is what the Cowboys are going to do. Because, you know, in the Prince of Positivity, I dubbed myself that. Um, we're going to. Win at least by thirteen. Be a little rough early. We're gonna pull away thirteen this week. And I'm saying this, this is my this is my take. We're gonna beat the brakes off whoever's next, and then we're gonna take that theory of nice. To his time not to be nice. If there are any bullies that are left in the NFC Championship game, then we're gonna smack them in the mouth. And be the bully. I mean, how about that? We're gonna be the bully. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. All we're right. gonna smack them in the mouth. All right. So. Uh, let, me give you, let me give you something on football players um, real quick. Okay, Roger. I heard somebody say, Roger, I never talked about my favorite players. My favorite player ever is Emmitt Smith.
3: Emma Smith?
12: My, my, the reason I started and the first Cowboys I liked was Tony Dorsett, my first jersey, and Roger Starback, Captain America. Two Cowboys that I, I have so much like for is the ones that came right around the Jimmy regime that stayed with the Tom Landry regime and that was Jim Jeff and Bill Bates. And the reason why, two longtime veterans. I guess they were fan favorites. Yeah. Fifteen year veterans, I believe, or something mm-hmm. like that. And those yeah. were maybe those were two of the ones Michael Urban said, um, these are good guys who can keep them. They work hard. So I'm just happy that with that, you know, they was able to um get their rings and stay unlike some of the others, you know, Randy and them who bowed out gracefully and said, I can't do it anymore and the ones who got cut or whatever. But those two, I, 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 I just you know, I, I like guys like that who just stayed with it yeah. and won those Super Bowls. You know, yep. so that's what's happening, right. and that's what we're gonna
3: do. All right. All right, awesome. Thanks, Anthony. You know, I, I throw right, th- 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 two more guys in there on that list because Jimmy had kind of said you know there were there were some guys they weren't that good of players you know back in the mid you know mid '80s late '80s but they suddenly got really good when you put a lot of other pieces around them and I you know. Nate Newton is probably one where I'm not saying he wasn't good. I mean, I love Nate, but I'm saying Nate, you know, Nate was able to become pro bowler, you know, one of the best players, one of the best guards in the NFL, you know, and he was here in that early regime. Mark Tuane is another one like that where, you know, Tuane was, you know, sometimes starting, sometimes not. And then, you know, he was, they were both part of that great line in Dallas. And so, you know, you have to have some really good coaching, Really good players around them, uh, Bates and and like you said, Jeff Co. Those are other, two more. Um, you know, you, you just, a couple other holdovers. Maybe you know the Robert Williams types, and um, um, I'm trying to think. Um, you know, it's just um, maybe Ken Norton Jr. He was drafted in '88 there with with um, uh, Michael Irvin and, and, and you know Landry's last draft. But but yeah, it helps to have great players around him for sure. All right, let's go to. Scott in New Jersey.
8: Hey, Nick. How are you, sir? I'm good, Scott. What's going on? Uh, a few things. I okay. uh, just want to say, first-time caller, but huge, huge fan. I've been following you and, and uh, the whole crew since you started Dallas Radio before even dot Am I losing it, or did you used to write articles not only for DallasCowboys.com, dot com but like ESPN kind of one offs? Am I losing it years like uh, not, years
3: ago? Not ESPN. Not okay. I did not I write agree. it for ESPN. Um, it felt no, like
8: some of they they published some of yours and Rob Phillips' articles. But anyways,
3: <laughs> maybe they did. And we didn't know about it. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe not not them, but. Um, who knows? Who knows? I mean, been, it's been. I've been
8: following you and, and all your articles for such a long time, my friend.
3: Well, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. We got to get a first time. You got to get a. You got to get a. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> well, Chris must be on the phone. He'll get No worries. He'll get you. There it is. There it is. There it is. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, a couple
8: uh, got two brief questions. I'll try to get through them as quick as possible. knock out a little smaller. Thanks. Random, my, my favorite sports movie, football movie, was Necessary Roughness. I don't okay. think anybody's talked about that. Not really. Got, not not on the Sin air, Warfare? but we
3: sort of did. Yeah, Necessary Roughness. Armadillos. Sinbad. Sin, yes.
8: <clears throat> Sinbad, everything. Love that movie. Yeah. Uh, random, random football player, and I, I don't know whatever happened to his career, and he fizzled out, and it just reminds me because he was 88, was Antonio Bryant.
3: Antonio Bryant. <laughs> Boy, he was, he was something. So. Yeah,
8: he was something, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, two quick questions, and, and then I'll I'll hop off and listen to you. Uh, so, do you think the size of the linebackers with Dallas, just you know, they're a little light in size? I know LVE is 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 out. I don't I haven't seen an ETA if, if he's coming back by any chance. But um, do you think the size of the linebackers may play a factor both in wild card against Packers or? You know, let's say they move on, and, and if maybe Rams could pull up an upset or anything, do you think the size of the linebackers are going to be an impact or, or hindrance to Dallas? And I know we've ta- I heard other callers uh, today talk about just the passing game, and we're not giving enough props. Like I know the running game's a little slow this year, but um, and, and sporadic. But the passing game's been pretty darn consistent all year long. But there has been a couple. Uh, um, what would you say a uh, uh, gaps or games where they, it looks like that the passing game stalled and then the offense kind of, yeah, I don't want sputtered. So um, what's your, what's your thoughts? I'll hang up and listen. All right. All right. Um,
3: thank you for the call. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, I think, I think this is a, definitely a passing team. You know, you got a it's a passing team. That's where this, that's where the, the playmakers are. That's where you know, the Cowboys really move the ball, but you got to be able to run it, too. you got to be able to have complementary games. And I think the games where the passing game has been a little compromised and they have to lean on running game a little bit more, that's where they've struggled. They've struggled a little bit more there. Um, <clears throat> you said Antonio Bryant. Of course, everyone kind of remembers the the Antonio bryant parcel story that everyone knows or has heard of is when he threw the jersey in his face in, in the middle of practice i don't think he was here that much long after that they traded him to cleveland um he got upset and frustrated and practice, and threw it took off his jersey and threw it in parcels face um the story that i i remember um was uh when he <laughs> he walked in there was a story that like he walked in one day and he had this like lime green shirt on and he, and parcels used to stand at or sit at the door and watch their players come in and He'd have a little something for all of them, you know, just one little quip here and there. And apparently one day Antonio was walking in, you know, probably just doing his own thing. You know, he was a little he was a little different guy, you know, and he said, uh, Antonio, you know, he wouldn't call him A.B. You know, he was like, Antonio, I love that shirt. It's this bright neon green highlighter looking shirt. He's like, I love this shirt. Can I get one? And he's like, no, coach, you can't get a shirt like this. No, no, no. Antonio, I want this. No, no, you can't get this shirt. Hey, you can't wear this. No, why not? Why not? I love this shirt. It's great. Like, now, coach, And went on for a little bit, and finally, he's like, oh, "Why can't I get the shirt?" He's like, "Because they don't make six X, coach. They don't make a six XL. You can't wear this." And everyone laughed except for Bill, you know. And I don't know. I don't know how long where that was with the whole throwing the jersey in his face. But clearly, they had a little different relationship there. Um, anyways, just thought I'd throw that story out there. All right you Have any more callers? We do one more. Um, Alan in Long Island.
0: Hey Nick, good morning. How are you? Good morning.
3: You ready, Alan? Uh, you ready to
0: go? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm actually uh, sitting in my car, and uh, I was going to leave, and I was like, you know what? Let me talk to Nick real quick. Oh, okay, and, appreciate uh, it. We
3: we'll call Nick. We we'll call the show real so, quick.
0: Yeah. So I just I, I, I was talking to Chris about it. Um, when we drafted Micah Parsons, we drafted him as a linebacker, mm-hmm. correct? Right. Um. I believe he still had 12 sacks his rookie year. I think at least 12 sacks his rookie year, but just if you can correct me, like what percentage did he play his rookie year as a linebacker? Let's
3: um, was well. He had like 13. He had 13 sacks his first year. 13 and a half second year, and then this year I think he got to 14. So he's he's getting a little bit better every time. Um, but right. he didn't like he he played. I would say was about 60 percent pass rush i mean it was it was it was back and forth a lot you know um it it wasn't all the time because it because it was a situation going into the off season of you know what sorry what should they do what should they do there it wasn't just you know 60 60 40 it wasn't just full-time pass rusher right and
0: then obviously his Sophomore year and his junior year, he became more of a pass rusher. Correct? Like
3: he wasn't as much of a we're, linebacker. We're talking about the Cowboys, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike. I'm talking about yeah, Mike. No, I, no. I I'm mean, sorry. I I'm sorry. junior year. When I'm they're
3: done, college. when they're done with college, I, I don't, I don't say that anymore. Freshman, I, so I, you're I talking about second, college, third year? Okay. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Uh, yeah. He's. I mean, I think he's rushed the passer more every time, every year. He's he's right. he's but had my, more qu- more rushes. Okay. But my
0: my question is. Because obviously, we're going to have to pay Micah. I'm sure mm-hmm. his agent and him are going to say, well, you may have drafted him as a linebacker, but we want him to get paid as a defensive end because they get paid more money than linebackers, sure. correct?
3: Yes. So yes.
0: My question is, since it seems like with Marquise Bell and undersized <laughs> linebacker slash safety hybrid and Damone Clark, did we make a mistake in making him a full-time, I guess, Pass rusher instead of having him as that having him as that linebacker pass rusher hybrid because his rookie year twelve and a half sacks or whatever thirteen sacks and then look at him now as a full time pass rusher and it's only really been a sack and a half difference. I,
3: I, I disagree Where, with you. I really disagree on no, no, that.
0: that I'm, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Like, I, yeah, I'm just thinking. I was just thinking of a question. I was like, you know what? Let me ask Nick this. Yeah. What do you think? I'm not saying that we shouldn't have done it. I'm just wondering. Did we
3: make the mistake? Okay. Well, I pre- appreciate the uh, appreciate the call here. We got one more call we got to get to. Thanks for the call, but I'm going to answer this question. I disagree because, and I've always said this, I don't like that saying, close only counts with horseshoes and hand grenades. I, I hate that. I always say, and I've said this for years, and pass rush. Because close can matter. Yeah, you, you didn't get the sack, but the guy was – you were – screaming off the edge the quarterback's peeing his pants he just throws it real quick you know on third and 12 into the ground and they have to punt you did something um the sacks might be different i guarantee the attention is different the pressures are way up he leads the league in pressures he gets after the quarterback he gets after it. he makes a difference um and everyone knows that he's making a difference just just answer this question wherever you think about making a mistake the packers are driving down they're down by four. They need a touchdown. They're on the twenty-two yard line, and it's and it's fourth and nine. Where do you want Micah? You want him at linebacker and make sure that he can cover the tight end, or do you want him on that edge going right after Jordan Love? You answer that question, and then you you can you probably answer your own question of where you want him. And have they made a mistake? Because I really think he needs to get rush. He needs to be rushing the quarterback real quick. Eric in North Carolina, last call.
7: Uh, hey Nick, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh... I hope you are. How about them Cowboys? There
3: we go. First caller, first time.
7: Uh, no. Actually, third time. Third time, but I never got the. Uh, but I never got you, the never,
3: you never got it. Well, We'll give it to you. <laughs> there we go. You got it, Eric.
7: I appreciate you and Chris. Uh, so, I'm really excited about the Ring of Honor and Jimmy getting in, and um, it was really fun to, to see uh, Darren Woodson and uh, Charles Haley. kind of nodding when when uh, Jimmy was saying that he was kind of a jerk at times Mm, uh, yeah (laughs) that was a lot of fun but uh let's just say that that uh we do great in the playoffs and Jerry is in a great mood and he comes to you and and he says Nick I'm gonna put in three players into the into the ring of honor one from the 70s one from the 80s and one for and one from the 90s who would you put in
3: 70s, 80s and 90s? I'll I'll go with yes, um I'll go with Harvey Martin in the 70s. I'd go with Everson Walls in the 80s. And in the 90s, if I got just a guy from the 90s, uh man, Nate Newton. 100%. Nate Newton. That would be it. That would be my three right there. Um choices. W- Real quick, who would you put in? I love when you
7: um, I was thinking Harvey Martin, and I was thinking Everson Walls too. But just to go with with uh, uh someone different, I would say Ed Tuttle Jones because he was always terrific. Yeah. And and then from the eighties, I would say uh, Tony Hill. Uh, and from the nineties, I would say Jay Novacek.
3: Jay Novacek. Okay. All right. All all good choices for sure. Um, yeah. But I like um you know, I mean. You can make a case for Dion too, honestly, because, I mean, we're putting guys in. And Charles Haley didn't play. I mean, he played five years, I think, and Jimmy coached here five years. And, I mean, Deion's, you know, arguably the greatest cornerback to ever play. So, I mean, you could make a case for Dion, But for me, uh, Everson Walls, you know, just what with what happened with, with with Ron Springs, and just that's the epitome of what a teammate is. That is Ring of Honor. Plus, he was a great player, absolutely great player. The teams weren't great in the 80s. He was. Now, is it a coincidence that I named two guys on our shows? Maybe. Maybe it is. But I tell me I'm wrong. I mean, Everson Walls, Nate Newton, both of them have the accolades to be there, and they should be, uh, and Harvey Martin from the 70s. If you went 60s, I'd say Cornell Green uh, as well. All right, great show, guys. Appreciate it. Chris Beam, thank you so much for working in the back. Uh, like you always do, we'll see you tomorrow on Cowboy Storyline.